This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House USA, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders in America. My name is Nick Hoadley and I'm the CEO of Insurance Search. We specialize in helping insurance businesses grow and multiply their growth by attracting, recruiting and retaining the highest performing insurance professionals in the country. Each week in the Coffee House, we interview leading insurance business leaders and discover how they achieve their success, learn what advice they have for other aspiring insurance business leaders, and we discover what makes their business an attractive proposition for high-performing talent. Today, I'm joined by Bill Johnson, who is the chairman at the Liberty Company Insurance Brokers, who are headquartered in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you. Good to see you. Bill, it's great to have you on the show. I know we've been speaking for a little while now about coming on and joining us on the Coffee House. So really looking forward to hearing about what's going on there at the Liberty Company. Before we do that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your career background and maybe some of the career path that you've taken over years and how that's linked in with with running Liberty? Sure. Uh, Well, I started off uh, right out of college uh, as a farmer's agent, uh, just with a desk and a phone and, you know, cold calling out of the apartment directory. And uh, and I left farmers after a few years, started my own in- independent agency and, and then, you know, built that up for about a decade or so and uh, got to a place where, you know, I had about 20 people working in the company and it was growing every year and, you know, doing well and, and uh, kind of lifted my head up, started to look around for uh role models, trying to figure out what the next phases of my life might look like. And, you know, as I looked around, I saw a bunch of pasty guys like me, uh, you know, uh, look like, you know, playing golf three days a week with their buddies and kind of sleepwalking through life from my perspective. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with playing golf three days a week, but that, you know, that's not my thing. But I just saw, you know, when I get into my bed, when I get get into my fifties, I want to be getting out of bed with passion Mm. uh, because I love what I do. And to me, that meant it needed to have a creative component to it. You know, I hadn't really arrived at the place that I've arrived at now where I see that there's lots of opportunity for creativity uh, in the insurance uh, business. And so uh, uh, at that time of my life, uh, living in Los Angeles, uh, that translated into, in my mind, of uh, doing that traditional uh, insurance broker to film producer transition. <laughs> And, uh, and so I called up a buddy of mine, uh, Jerry Pickett, uh, who's a president of uh, the Liberty Company now, asked him if he wanted to come over and uh, take over the reins of the business because I wanted to go off and start making movies. And so we worked out a deal and, and he came in and, and took over day-to-day management of the company. And I went off and spent the next 15 years uh, making movies. Awesome. Awesome. And like you say, yeah, very well trodden path that Bill. Yeah. Insurance agency owner to movie producer. How did that go? I'm sure some of our listeners will, will know certainly some of the films that, that, that you were heavily involved in and, and produced. Are, are there any particular highlights you can, you can share with us? Uh, yeah. So 
I produced 34 movies uh, during that 15-year stretch. I had a very good run. I, I worked with a lot of, uh, you know, big stars. Uh, I did a movie with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, called Killing Them Softly. Uh, worked with uh, Tom Hanks on a movie called The Hologram for a King. Wow. Liam Neeson uh, did a movie with him that was number one at the box office called The Grey. Uh, I had a, I worked on a movie that was uh, nominated for Best Picture called The Kids Are All Right with Annette Benning and Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo. And, uh, you know, I worked with The Rock and Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, Nicole Kidman, uh, a lot of interesting people. Awesome. Yeah, the question I've got there, it's not a very professional one, but how big is The Rock in real life? <laughs> <laughs> No, the rock is an amazing guy. He's just got such an amazing energy that he puts off. And I just remember like standing next to him and looking at him and he's literally like glowing. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a great experience to be around him. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I, I can, I can only imagine. Did you find Bill that working with those people, they're, they're clearly not just high performers, they're, they're elite performers in their industry. Did some of that energy, did some of that passion, did that rub off on you? Has that inspired you now in, in, in the running of business now that you're back running, running things at Liberty? You know, I mean, I think just the opportunity to be around, you know, all sorts of extraordinary people, um, also, you know, demystifies it. I think ultimately for me, just coming to a place of realizing that, you know, the true uh, key to happiness in life is in giving service and then connection and relationship. And, uh, and that, you know, there's lots of opportunity to experience those things uh, in this business because uh, it's a real community of long-term relationships and uh and you know whereas the film business is very transitory uh you know you make a movie you pull a big team together uh but then afterward everybody goes their separate ways uh here in this business um you know there's a community of long-term relationships in my case uh, starting with my 30-year plus friendship with my uh, with my buddy jerry pickett and extending on to many other people that have been with the company for a long time and and so um you know, for me, uh, the opportunity to give service to that community and uh, focus on creating a special culture and a special environment, the company uh, was, uh, you know, very meaningful. In terms of the company at, at present, would you mind giving an overview of where the business is now and maybe some of those growth plans that you have for the company as well, if you wouldn't mind sharing those with our listeners? So for me, I came back into day-to-day -day, um, uh, working in the business uh, about three and a half years ago uh, after uh, taking a year off with my family and traveling around the world, my wife and our twins. And, and when I came back into the business, uh, we, um, start, I started to think a lot about culture and what that word means and uh, ultimately realized that culture is a feeling, I believe, and uh, it's how you feel in the organization, how the people feel there and the feeling that we create together. And, uh, and that the foundation of that feeling is in the company's mission statement and its core values. And, and so I spent a lot of time thinking about that and how to create a special culture. And we collectively put a lot of thought and intention into creating something that would be special. And, and, uh, and that resulted in the company really, uh, well, that resulted in us creating a special environment, a special culture and a place that felt good to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And that then translated into attracting a lot of talent into the company. And so we've been growing very quickly, uh, you know, over the last 
three and a half years, we've gone from about 11 million in commission revenue to about 125 million in commission revenue. We've gone from about 50 employees to about 650 employees. And uh, I expect we'll be over a thousand by the end of the year, by the end of 2022. And uh, over 200 million in revenue is what I'm projecting. Um, So it's been really exciting time and it's been feeling good. And, um, and so, you know, our highest priority is to scale this culture that we've created and, uh, and let all good things uh, come from that. Uh, So we don't really, I don't really think about it in terms of numbers uh, or particular financial goals, as much as goals of attracting the right kind of people who share our values, who believe in the things that we believe in and want to have a certain type of experience in how it feels to be working in this environment and how they can contribute to it. And if we can do that, then all those other good things will naturally follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure that's an offering that's that's very unique, certainly within the insurance brokerage, the insurance agency space and i'm sure you're well you're clearly gaining a lot of traction with that and and will continue to do so so it's fantastic bill just want to ask you before we the main body of our questions today clearly clearly you're a busy man but it it seems like you you've got everything figured out different parts of your life there are you a coffee drinker what's your what's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning um, actually, I'm, I'm I'm a tea person, and uh, right now I've been drinking a uh, a blend of uh, of of Tulsi and um, uh, matcha, and uh, and then some mushroom teas, mixing those together with some almond milk. That's been my go-to. Very nice, very nice indeed. Not sure um, if I've tried any of those teas before myself. We have English breakfast tea here in the UK, so not quite the same. But no, that's fantastic. I'm sure that gets you you up and ready in the mornings. Bill, by asking you about your first leadership position, how you found that position, how you transitioned from your previous role, which may have been more, you know, client focused or client facing. Yeah. I mean, I was just one of those people that uh, figured out when I was 16 years old and I had my first job at McDonald's (laughs) that uh, couldn't work for anybody else. I didn't really like being told what to do. And so uh, when I was coming out of college, uh, I just thought, well, you know, I'm used to living on about 20 bucks a week, so I might as well uh, see if I can start my own business and make that work before I go take that job. May never be able to uh, go and start over from scratch again. So That's uh, right. I, I figured out early on that I wanted to be my own boss. And, and luckily, I was able to make that work. Make that happen. Make that happen. No, fantastic. And you know, it's been a very you know successful leadership career. What would you say has been the biggest achievement that, that you've had in that time? Well, you know, like everything in life, uh, you know, it's an evolution, and certainly my growth as a business owner and a, and a leader has been an evolution. A lot of ways I think about running this business and, and the work that I do is a, is a spiritual practice, and because at the end of the day, uh, we're all just trying to feel good and be happy. And, uh, and so what, what makes me feel good and happy is to create an environment where people can thrive, where people can be healthier and happier and pursue their entrepreneurial dreams and that the company can be in service to that. And that I can personally be in service to that. Uh, you know, this concept of servant leadership, uh, is, uh, one that I really believe in and our senior leaders all have embraced as well. And, and so I think just coming to realize that 
I'm here to serve. Uh, I think maybe that's been the biggest uh, breakthrough in my evolution as a leader. And has there ever been any times during that career where there's been some challenges or where there's been some opportunities that haven't quite gone your way? How have you gone about dealing with those setbacks? Yeah, you know, I've definitely been knocked down a few times. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you get knocked down. Uh, I, I think the, I think the good thing about getting knocked down is, um, number one, something emerges from deep inside of you. In my case, I just remember having those moments of just, if I have to do this all over again, I can, I will, you know, like some deep uh, inner drive emerging to like overcome the, the, the setback, to rebuild it, to learn from it. I also think one of the great things about getting knocked back is it's a great opportunity to observe the people around you and see how people behave. You know, I, I, I've, I've had different situations where I've gotten knocked back and some people are really there for you and some people help you and other people turn their back on you or, or treat you differently uh, because of a setback. Uh, and so I think it's a great opportunity to level set and really observe other people's character. Mm, yeah, it's a really interesting point, actually. It's not just about our own bouncing back, but yeah, seeing what support is there and how people treat you. Bill, bringing things up to the present day now and with, with the business, with the Liberty Company, how are you adopting new technology or implementing digital change to meet the needs of your customers? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an, it's an ever-evolving process, uh, you know, as we grow, um, you know, our need to have greater control and command over our data is increasingly important. And so we've been in, investing into our technology team. You know, we've got a data lake right now. We run multiple AMS systems. We're evolving that data lake into a data warehouse right now. We're uh, just about to embark on an ESG system or ER, excuse me, an ERP system. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I see us more as curators of technology than particularly developers of technology. Although there is some development component of, uh, you know, APIs and that sort of thing to integrate. But I think for the most part, um, our philosophy around technology is that um, we want to be in the insurance business. We don't want to be in the technology business. So we'd rather take advantage of other vendors that can scale their investments across many businesses. Um, and we can curate the best ones and integrate them into our integrate that with with the culture that you're that you're building there. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And as we look ahead now, you know, obviously coming out of the pandemic, just for our listeners, it's it's May 2022. What do you see ahead as major challenges for insurance agencies, for insurance brokers over the next couple of years? How, how should these agencies, how should these brokers adapt to be successful? Well, you know, it, it's a people business. Uh, you know, I, 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 from my perspective, I do see lots of, you know, companies coming out and, you know, they're going to bring a technology platform and uh, they're going to build a mousetrap and then they're going to throw all that business into a service center. And, and I just, I don't believe in that because I believe that people want a relationship. And so, um, 
as we look at this company and we look at this industry, you know, taking care of your people and then having your people taking care of the clients seems paramount. And certainly there's lots of opportunity to face the challenges that go along with taking care of your people, whether that be helping them be healthier, mm -hmm. uh, their mental health, their well-being and their happiness. Mm -hmm. I think those are the things that are paramount and those are the things, uh, the areas where I like to focus. It really comes across, Bill, that the insurance industry is a, is a people, is a people business. I know I think a lot of people would agree with that, but by making your business itself a people centric business devoted to the, the people that you have working there with that culture, they can then expend that onto their customers, onto their policyholders, onto the people that they work with and, and build those long-term relationships with. Yeah, I have this thing that I like to say, which is uh, remember to do your job. And job, J-O-B, stands for joy of being. And the idea is that the first and most important thing each of us can do each day is to put ourselves into a state of feeling good. And then we can share those good feelings outward with first our family, our friends, our co-workers, the people closest to us, and, and then further outward from there to clients, carriers, vendors, the community, you know, all the stakeholders of the business. And, you know, like I lead regular meditation classes for the company virtually. Uh, we have a incredible amount of people that show up for those, uh, which is interesting to me because this is not something that's necessarily, uh, you know, well-traveled ground in the, in the insurance space, but I found that people are interested and there's a curiosity. And, uh, and so, you know, we do, uh, you know, I give these talks uh, called 20 minutes on cultivating radiant health, where we talk about different strategies for improving your health and approaching health and wellness and healing. We uh, have an initiative called our dream circles, which are groups of, uh, of 10 uh, that come together once a month uh, for uh, the purpose of talking about what our dream life looks like, both personally and professionally, and how we can support each other toward creating that. And those are led by our chief wellness officer, longtime friend of mine named Anthony Dipolito, who uh, has spent years studying uh, neurolinguistic programming and other forms of psychology, but he's also spent lots of time uh, working with plant medicines deep in the Amazon uh, the uh, jungle. And, and uh, he's got a very interesting approach to health and healing and and trauma and uh and wellness awesome awesome so interesting bill and i'm sure we could probably do a whole podcast or series of podcasts on that subject with you i think it's a fantastic way of having people you know ready ready to start their day ready to continue their life you know with that with that joy of being and, and sharing that with their loved ones but also their co-workers and then the clients and carriers that they that they also serve which is fantastic bill brings us nicely onto the espresso round now where the listeners will know the questions are short sharp and straight to the point so i know you're not a coffee drinker necessarily more more on those herbal teas setting you up for the day rather than than a shot of coffee which i take but are you are you ready for the espresso round i'm ready Let's do it. The espresso round. Bill, we've, we touched on it already, but what are the characteristics of the Liberty Company, which makes it such a great place to work at? It's just uh, how it feels uh, to be there, how, um, you know, our, how we embody, you know, I like to say that everybody in the company has an opportunity to be a leader by embodying our core values mm. of 
integrity, excellence, caring, kindness, and fairness, teamwork, good feelings, and fun. Awesome. And what are the opportunities you, you mentioned there? High performance, high performing insurance professionals and leaders. You know, there's clearly some out there who, you know, maybe working for other companies, but if they were to join you, what's the long-term opportunity for them? Well, you know, we have a thing that we call HABU, highest and best use, which is another way of saying do what you love. So we always try to help people find what it is that they love to do um, and get them to do that. And sometimes that's a bit of a journey. And But we've got plenty of examples of people seeing an opportunity in the company and saying, hey, uh, I had this idea or I'm interested in doing that. And, and then you know we'll find a way to help facilitate that. And anytime you can get a human being getting up every day, doing what it is that they love to do, it stopped being work and it starts being playful joy. And uh, that's a good way to spend your time on this planet. Amazing. So, I mean, one of the things that you would maybe say to someone in an interview that they're they're very likely to be a lot happier in themselves if they come and join you, if they come and work at your business. That's our goal. That's your goal. Fantastic. That's incredible. What are the sort of the top three things, the, the top three skills that you look for when you're hiring people? Is it that cultural match or are there some other characteristics as well? Well, certainly, you know, you know, EQ, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, empathy are important factors, but, uh, you know, uh, determination and persistency are, are, uh, are, you know, are incredible qualities uh, for people to possess. And, um, and you know, communication, the, the ability you know, to communicate, you know, we talk about radical truth and radical transparency. And, uh, you know, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, number two at Facebook, uh, talks about how, uh, you know, a company's ability to um, grow is directly proportionate to the members' uh, a willingness to have the uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we say, you know, let's have the uncomfortable conversation. Don't hide your observate. Don't hide your observations about others. But mm-hmm. you know, have the uncomfortable conversation with kindness. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you can really get to a powerful place. Absolutely. In terms of challenges, what's sort of been the largest challenge? I mean, clearly you've grown very quickly over the last three and a half years. But are there any challenges you face when trying to attract talent, or are there any frustrations at all with the recruitment process? I mean, I don't know if I would really uh, say frustrations, but, you know, I think the biggest challenge that we face in general is just scaling this culture, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, you know, the way we approach that challenge is by um, just continuing to live it and breathe it every day uh, from top to bottom. And, and hopefully uh, that will be a way that we can continue to expand it and, and ultimately just having the intention of creating opportunity and, and, and an environment where people can thrive uh you know, that uh, keeping that paramount uh, will result in some in some good things and the opportunity to scale that culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm sure it attracts a vast array of people. And, you know, as you look to scale across the country, I know, you know, obviously you've got a large footprint there in California, but as you look to scale and grow across the U.S., I'm sure there's going to be lots of people in the market or new to the market as well who who share those values and those principles who would be, you know, a great fit for you. A final question in the espresso round, if there are any 
executives or leaders out there in the US at the moment considering their next move or considering their next opportunity? What would your advice be to them? Figure out your habu uh, and uh, make sure you're just clear on what it is that you love and position yourself to do that and, and, and position it in an organization where you feel like there's an alignment of values and focus on, on how it feels. Thank you, Bill. Bill, we've almost reached the end of our time together. Um, time has certainly flown in the insurance coffee house today. Before we go, though, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And if anybody's listening to the show and like to reach out, how would they go about doing that? Um, I can be found on LinkedIn or uh, my email, bjohnson at libertycompany.com. And uh, my closing bit of advice would be to remember that, uh, you know, the truth is we only get a short walk on this planet. We've all chosen to do this good work in the world of, of in the insurance business. We give service. That's the highest calling. And, and so just, you know, to make sure that you put yourself into a situation where you're getting up every day, it, it feels good to be doing what you're doing, doing the work that you're doing, the work with the people that you're doing it with and uh, that you're, uh, that you're uh, doing what you love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bill, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. We'll, we'll certainly post your contact details as well on the show notes so any listeners can can reach out straight to you. But no, it's been a great, great discussion. Really interesting to hear, you know, of completely unique career that you've had both within insurance and movie production, which uh, which I think is in- incredible it's in, in itself. But the work you're doing there at the, the Liberty Company and the, the growth plans that you have there, I think is really exciting. And the culture you're building there, I think that's going to be a really, really great story. So thanks for coming on the show today, Bill. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you. And to all the insurance executives out there, insure tech leaders, wherever you're listening around the world today, we thank you for listening. I'm sure you would have gained a lot of great insight, a lot of great learnings from what Bill's had to say today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.